All right, and here we go on what will be the, I guess, the last regular season podcast for this series uh, in the 2023 uh, football season. It has been a ride, as always. This is the Big Ten Football-focused podcast. I want to welcome you guys in. Uh, It's been a ride. Wow, what a crazy year. Last night, we were able to crown our Big Ten champion, the Michigan Wolverines, winning three straight uh, Big Ten titles, which team has never done so congratulations to jim harbaugh and the michigan wolverines but uh kind of a crazy afternoon we're going to get into a lot of the things that were discussed my thoughts on some of these things and a look at the bowl preview um like we said we would be doing kind of a grade slash bowl games what to look for blah 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 right that's kind of what we're going to be doing in this uh i do believe i'm actually going to be attending one if not two bowl games so i want to be excited to be there uh in person to see a couple of them so uh let's jump into it uh to to start off we'll jump into what happened last night with uh, the michigan game Michigan, Iowa. We'll talk about the controversial, right, playoffs, uh, the scenario and stuff like that. And I want to be coming at it from a Big Ten perspective. Uh, and then we're going to then look at, uh, Look at the uh, the bowl games. So, a lot to do today. Probably a little bit longer uh, podcast. We're going to try to keep our our thoughts uh, concise and to the point. But but look, uh, not much, uh, too much of an analysis uh, of that game. There was a sports book, and, and I don't know how valid this is. You see it on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, right? You see it on social media, and it said that you were able to bet the over-under of Iowa at, at a half a point, basically saying that Iowa wasn't going to score against Michigan. And somebody had tweeted, like, you know, I was like, for sure they're going to at least get a field goal, uh, and they they didn't even get that. Look, we we know uh it was what 10 years uh i think that that side of the conference was 0 and 10 uh in all competitions uh, in, well all competitions in the big 10 title game uh with obviously uh michigan winning ohio state winning and what was it michigan state i think winning the one year uh, so it's been kind of a a Big Ten East route right of of what was the the Big Ten championship uh, I, I feel like it went down pretty much to the way that I said it was going to go down. Uh, I thought it was going to be a blowout. I thought Iowa might score a few points. Uh, I was I would have been in that guy, you know, complaining that of that half point. But uh, Iowa's offense is truly atrocious. Uh, they continuously leaned on their defense, which their defense has a good night. I, I mean, and you know, give them credit. Uh, maybe they should talk to Cade McNamara again and see if they can get some, any insider secrets. I mean, like it was just ridiculous. Um, Iowa was never going to even be in this game. Uh, the the Big Ten title game was played uh, last week, in, you know, in Ann Arbor. I think we should all agree to that. That that's what happened. Um, looking forward to the you know uh, what what this means, right? We're not doing conferences or, or different sizes of the conference in the Big Ten next year, so that will be going away. Obviously, adding four more people uh, to the conference, being the the, the LA schools. 
along with the two powerhouses out of the PNW, Oregon and Washington. Uh, really kind of, you know, a lot of people, you know, posting pictures at the Pac-12 championship and stuff like that. Uh, kind of a somber tone you know, with the Pac-12 going away and then going forward into what is, you know, the great unknown. I don't think college football, uh, I might be of the minority of this, I don't think college football is done uh, with with the, the switches and everything like that. Uh, I, I think... It's it's going to be changing, and when we get into this new phase, however long it is, uh, whether that be a decade, uh, another ten years of, of this, uh, if it's going to be you know three or four years, and then you know maybe the ACC goes away, and you know it becomes you know, a power three, um, I, I really don't know what what it has in store. We're obviously going to have to to see you know kind of how it plays out, but. Uh, Fitting that it, that it ended the way that it did. Uh, I, like you said, the Big Ten East was stacked. I understand why they did what they did. Personally, I think Penn State should have been on the other side of the conference. Uh, I think it would have you know, provided a little bit more entertainment, uh, Penn State, to, to get on that side. But regardless, a great little bow uh, to put on the on what was the Big Ten Championship and Michigan winning and eventually going into the college football playoff. Now, uh, I had a lot of people reach out, um, a lot of my friends, a lot of the like, you podcast listeners reaching out. Hey, what are your your scenarios? And I I don't like to play the what if game on on the on the podcast. That's not I think it's bad uh, media. I think it's just you know bad media content. Uh, so I. I texted the people or I responded to the people that, that I that I had, right? And I was just like, look, no Power 5 team has ever been a conference champion that was undefeated, has never been left out. If there was a team to do it, right, a team to somehow break that mold, it was going to be Alabama. And a lot of people were, were, were obviously, rightfully so, FSU fans out, outraged, Georgia fans outraged. Um, Oregon didn't really have a dog in the fight, so they were a little bit lower down. What about Ohio State with their only loss being the technically the, the first team in the nation? Uh, I felt like they had obviously not a conference championship the way that it, it all played out, right? I, I know that uh, Alabama lost to Texas, but technically that loss of Ohio State was a little bit better. Again, this is my Big, big Ten perspective. Right. Uh, as I'm kind of going through this now, what what does this say? Uh, you know, back in in what, 2016, 20, 20, you know, 17, uh, I remember I believe it was Skip and Shannon. They were saying like, you know, this for this 14 playoff is going to become the Alabama Invitational. Everybody kind of laughed it off and, and Alabama has dominated. They're a great football team under Nick Saban. We're, we're not going to uh, debate that. Uh, ratings wise, the South always gives out massive, massive ratings uh, when when, when their teams are in it and stuff like that, it, they say it, it means more, um, you know, in the South. But I was very surprised that they left Florida State out. Uh, you look at the, the and my, my, my immediate thought was you look at the 2014 Ohio State Buckeyes, right? Uh, yeah, um, really on paper, uh, an amazing team, win the Big Ten. And if I remember correctly, it was split between Ohio State, TCU, and Baylor. And they ended up putting Ohio State in because they were the conference champion. And that Baylor and, and TCU didn't have really any claim there. Uh, Ohio State goes on. They go on and win it, right? And it's and, and it goes to show you that, yeah, you know, you might have injuries. Things might happen throughout the course of the year. But the resiliency of the team uh, is what matters. One of my, the reason why I personally like college football better than I like uh, the NFL 
is because I feel like the regular season matters in, in college football. As I, you know, as I tune into the, and the NFL, I mean, you can just look at the game, at the games today. Um, Cardinal Steelers, 24-10. Did that really have an overall impact on the, what the outcome is? Yeah, the Steelers lose and, and, you know, there's tiebreakers and stuff like that. And it's the NFC for, but, but did that game matter? Was it good entertainment? Of course. It was, it was phenomenal. I, I love watching Kyler Murray, right? Um, Falcons, Jets, right? Was there entertainment value? You got to play the game. Both teams aren't super great. One thing that I love about college football is that if you lose a game, you have the potential of, of not getting in, right? And that potential was, was realized by Georgia. You guys were the odd man out. You were the, the, the guys on the outside looking in. Uh, so for Florida State and, and, it just pains me because we know how Ohio State did it in 2014. Uh, that team, probably besides themselves, bowl season is weird enough now. Um, and we'll kind of get into that before we do our preview of the bowl games. But I was really sad. I thought last night, I said, I don't know if there's a scenario, a, a real life scenario where they don't put an SEC team in there. I thought that the, the Big Ten obviously was the best conference, followed by the Pac-12 this year. And uh, and then the SEC. And, and even the Big 12 I mean, I just didn't think that the SEC was that deep. I don't feel like there was a lot of storylines besides Georgia's winning streak. And Bama kind of flew under the radar for a lot of it. And Bama needed a, a, a Hail Mary against, you know, Auburn. And, 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 it, and it pains me to see a team like Florida State schedule LSU, schedule Florida uh, in, in anticipation of that being the resume because they know they don't have as a strong of a conference, right? Um, you got your Virginia Techs. You got your, you know, Virginia's. You got your uh, bossing colleges, right? That, that are all like all right teams, but Clemson's not at the caliber that they used to be. Louisville obviously just didn't look good last night, so I felt bad. That was where it went was that they're really um, because Jordan Travis was was out, right? Was was um, taken out. That was the main deciding factor. In, in my mind, I think that if, if you literally cannot put a team because Jordan Travis was out, an undefeated team, that guy should be the Heisman and, and no question. I, I, I actually put money on JJ McCarthy to win it way, way, way back at the beginning of the year. Um, I, I told my dad, I'm like, I think JJ could, could do this. I don't know if he'll do it in the end, but if, if you're leaving a team out of the playoff, and that being Jordan Travis, right? Because because he's hurt, that he's the most valuable player, right? Because if he was there, then they'd be in, and Alabama would be out. Uh, kind of crazy, uh, but that was my thought. So I wanted to give you that. I'm very very happy that Michigan got it, and we'll be doing an Alabama Michigan preview. So let's jump into the bowl games. I, I don't want to spend a ton of time just because I'm coming at it from the Big Ten perspective. Um, I don't think it's. Um, I'll, I'm going to hold it. Sorry, we're going to put a pin in it. Uh, we'll talk about the Michigan Alabama uh, game coming up. So uh, some some interesting bowl games. Uh, let's jump into it and we'll, we'll talk about why I am surprised, uh, at some of these. So. Utah taking on Northwestern. This will be the first Big Ten Bowl that we have. Uh, the Utah running Utes, uh, they are coached by Kyle Whittingham. Uh, for those of you I know I mentioned in the past that I grew up in Utah and uh, love it. Been a Utah fan my entire life. Uh, went to a lot of football games growing up. Uh, Coach Winningham, just just as a as a point of note, uh, eleven and five in bowl games. Utah typically does not lose. Now they lost last year to Penn State and the year previous to Ohio State, so we're very familiar with uh, the Utes. Uh, 
they actually have not won a bowl game since 2017, which is kind of crazy. Uh, they did play Northwestern in the Holiday Bowl back in 2018 and lost 20 to 31. So this, these teams know each other. Uh, now, all that being said, I, I've got to come at it. I'm gonna, I, obviously, I, I want Northwestern uh, to win being a Big Ten football podcast, right? Moved on. Loved Utah. Moved on, though. Uh, I want Northwestern to win. But uh, I think this Utah team is one of the best, and I hate to even say it, like, oh, they're one of the best, you know, eight and four teams, right? Um, but this team, their losses are against very, very good teams. I feel like Northwestern um, has played a phenomenal season. This would be the culmination. Uh, but I think with travel, going across country, uh, Whittingham with a week to prepare, uh, typically uh week or more or you know coming off of a bye and stuff like that he is very very good uh obviously this we've seen it in the past i think it's gonna be really close um i'd say 27 24 in favor of utah uh of location and, and stuff like that the one thing that i can guarantee you though that's really interesting about this game that i don't think many people are going to, to be talking about is that uh with the university of of utah and in Northwestern, maybe not so much, but we know that the transfer portal opens and, and everyone, I mean, everyone's talking about how crazy it is right now in the transfer portal and it's, you gotta pay a million, two million dollars to get kids, blah, 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 right? Um, Utah would be, I feel like, more susceptible to losing kids, right? They've already lost their backup quarterback. So now they have the pig farmer at quarterback. Don't worry. That's really what he did. Uh, Duchesne, Utah, I believe is where he's from or Fillmore, Utah, middle of the state. Absolutely nothing there. Um, <laughs> don't quote me on it, but I know that's where he's from middle of nowhere utah um can he handle that uh you know if they get healthy towards the end of the year they did beat colorado they haven't played since the 25th same as northwestern i uh, like i said i think it's gonna be really close i i this is probably the game one of the games i'll be going to uh, a lot of my friends want to go down and, and watch this and, and family in las vegas uh being from utah and stuff like that it's super easy to get flights to vegas right so we'll see uh but i'm i'm, I'm going to give my honest prediction uh northwestern has had a phenomenal year but that would be the the one edge for northwestern is transfer portal and because utah uh maybe did not achieve what they what they could have this year with obviously playing oregon washington uh, and Oregon State, Arizona, right? Uh, that maybe the kids just don't buy into it. Uh, but obviously, Northwestern has proven in the past that they can do it. I'm going to say 27-24 Utah, uh, but I think it's going to be very close. It's going to be a lot of fun. Next game up, and this is the game that surprised the pants off of me. I did not think we were going to be talking about him. We already gave him a grade, and sorry, I needed to give Northwestern a grade. I think B overall for the team, uh, a coaching effort. Uh, I thought the the team. Uh, I thought at the beginning of the year with with um, Coach Fitzgerald had had a, the opportunity to do what we thought they were going to do. Uh, right on the the cusp of eligibility within a game or two. I think we said six and six, uh, and so they went seven and five. Right. Um, so I I personally feel like we we kind of thought that was what it was going to happen. Obviously that was taped before you know everything went down with with Coach Fitzgerald. Uh, they 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 overachieved to the point that well I, we knew this team had talent they had the opportunity to do it and more so the coaching staff I'd say B overall for the team we'll give it A coaching uh, that's tough as an interim coaching for your job every single week trying to show out congratulations to the Northwestern Wildcats 
Next game up, we've got, uh, and this is on the 26th day after Christmas, uh, we've got Minnesota taking on Bowling Green. Oh my goodness, I did not think we were going to be talking about the Golden Gophers, and I hammered them. I hammered them really hard. Now, five and seven, typically you don't see, see game, uh, you know, teams. Uh, invited to bowl games now because of there not being enough bowl eligible teams. Teams like Jacksonville State, James Madison were able to go that normally wouldn't go. Uh, Minnesota falling into this. Now they do play Bowling Green. Uh, Bowling Green is not good. Uh, I, I don't mean to be rude, uh, but they're just not very good. Now, Bowling Green did beat Minnesota. Yes, at home. 10 to 14 back in 2021. If you can believe it, if you can believe it, Minnesota has lost to Bowling Green. Now, when you look at the Falcons, and again, it's this is really hard to do, mainly because um, we're talking about uh, a Minnesota team, like I said, our transfers going out, going in. I don't think Bowling Green will be as, again, that much you know, turnover and stuff like that. Bowling Green, last four weeks of the season, went 3-1 down the stretch. You can even extend it 5-1 uh, since uh, October 14th with their only loss coming to Toledo, which was the eventual runner-up in the MAC. I think that Minnesota is going to do it, though. Uh, yes, they've lost four straight. Yes, you know, we, we pounded them and we said this is going to be a long off season for PJ Fleck. Uh, one thing Coach Fleck is really good at is winning bowl games. He's 4 0 here. He's 5 and 2 overall. He's going to beat Bowling Green. They're going to avenge that 2021 loss. I think he's going to be pretty good. I think he's going to be a pretty good beat down. I think he's going to be like 31, I guess not beat down, 31 21. I think the Golden Gophers do it, um, mainly on the back of that defense that they got. Uh, we've already done their grades. Uh, then the next game up, we've got Rutgers against Miami. And what a tough, tough draw for Rutgers. I was hoping that they would get a Bowling Green or, uh, you know, a, you know, a, a Navy or an Air Force, right? Somebody in the Mountain West, uh, uh, Hawaii, um, I'm trying to, San Jose State, right? One of those teams is, is really who I was, um, waiting and seeing what would happen with, uh, with Rutgers, but obviously great that they got invited to the pinstripe bowl. Uh, tough that it's against Miami, mainly because I think Miami is, this is a good football team. I wouldn't say it's great. I think that there's a lot of work to be done, obviously, on, on, on a lot of fronts with this Hurricanes team. Mario Cristobal, uh, in his second year here, last year they did not go to a bowl game. He is 500, uh, in bowl games. I hate to do this to, to Rutgers because I've been so, so, so high on them this year. We, again, they were kind of like our Minnesota, or Minnesota they are kind of like our uh, Illinois last year where we predicted uh, them to go to a bowl game when nobody else would. Uh, Shiano is 5-2, and two, uh, you know, in, in bowl games. Miami, I just think, is just a, a, a touch better. Uh, I really do like Rutgers. I, I want them to win. We'll be cheering for them. But I think Miami's going to get them. Uh, I think it's going to be fairly low scoring. It's going to be a 17-14 game. Uh, but Rutgers has every opportunity to win this game. Not super uh, worried uh, for Rutgers. But congratulations to Shiano. Uh, with where we thought they would go, we said 6-6 six and six at the beginning of the year. Again, standard deviation, but we nailed it. Uh, did I think that Shiano, uh, I, I think he did what he needed to do. He played, he, he beat the teams he needed to beat. No crazy upsets. Uh, no, no, like nothing wild or, or really out of the box. He did what he was supposed to do. 
I would say a B overall. If this team would have uh, been able to get one upset to get to seven and five or two upsets to eight and four, then maybe it's a little bit. But I think it's an overall B. The team played A. They played above themselves. Um, I think they shocked a lot of people across the media. We were on it from the very beginning uh, when we saw them playing. I mean, even preseason, but when we saw them playing against Northwestern, we said this team is different than Rutgers teams in the past. We'll see what happens going into next year. Uh, but congratulations on going to the Pinstripe Bowl. Next game up, we do have the Ohio State University taking on Missouri. And what an interesting matchup because this is going to be the matchup that I feel like a lot of people are using are, are using the SEC, the strength of the SEC with a team. They're like, well, look at Missouri. Uh, you know, look at, look at Missouri. Look at, uh, um, Georgia, look at Ole Miss, right? And so if these teams don't win, then it's going to be able to show, I, I personally think it shows that maybe the committee could have got it wrong, right? But they're they're going to use their bias that these teams are good because the teams that, you know, they, they beat the teams below them and there was kind of a hierarchy. There wasn't the Pac-12, right? That's all over the place. I think Ohio State absolutely obliterates them. And I'm being serious. I think Ohio State goes out I think it's 28-7 in the first quarter. I think that they they get to 42, take off the gas a little bit. One thing that Ryan Day is is he's really good um he's really good uh of putting up points in bowl games. Uh you look at the the most recent bowl games, Georgia last year 41 points, uh Utah 48 points. So they know how to score and score a lot of points. I think that they're going to be pissed off that A, they weren't even in the discussion when they should have been. And B, the, the last time they were on the field was an embarrassment against your rivals. Uh, yes, it's embarrassing when you lose your rivals. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, so I think that's what it's going to be. I think that, that maybe Missouri gets to 21 points, but 42-21 seems about accurate. I think Ohio State really beats down uh, in the Cotton Bowl on the 29th against the, the Missouri Tigers. Overall, looking at the 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 grades i i feel like this was a c year um you might even want to go d but i would say c average it's hard to say that average has to be an 11 win season but that's what it was i don't think this coaching staff did anything more or less than what i expected out of them uh and again, like again, we, we said our, in, in the last podcast that average was C, uh, and, and Ohio State consistently gets 11 win seasons. If they go undefeated, maybe, and, and get into the college football playoff with a win, maybe it's an A, maybe it's a B, you know, but, but this is where they're at. This is their average is 11 wins, 10 wins. Congratulations to Buckeyes. You really didn't have a good season. One game, it sucks, I know, but I think you're going to go out and show out against, uh, Missouri. All right, we got five games left. We got Ole Miss taking on Penn State. Again, another one of these games uh, that the, I think the committee is really worried about in the fact that uh, if Penn State um, beats Ole Miss, again, it then shows how the strength of the Big Ten. Uh, I personally think that the uh, the Nittany Lions are going to win. Uh, last year, they beat Utah. Uh, I feel like it's going to be very similar. I feel like Ole Miss is very similar to what Utah was. Obviously, a little bit more high-powered offense, uh, I think, with uh, you know Jackson Dart. 
Lane Kiffin, everything like this. Uh, and I think it will mean a lot for, for Ole Miss. I do like this team. I actually was able to watch a lot of Ole Miss football, uh, this year. I think Penn State's going to beat them though. Um, and honestly, I think it's going to be 27 to 20. Uh, I think Penn State gets them by a touchdown, but I think it's going to be close. Again, it's hard to predict with, with transfer portal and, and people sitting out for the NFL draft and stuff like that. So I'm just going to go off of what I saw this season. I do like Penn State to win this game. Next game up, we've got the Music City Bowl. Uh, Maryland taking on Auburn. Now, uh, Auburn is, in, again, another SEC team. We said I mean, we've got three here, um, and then we have um, three after this. I mean, basically, they got put up against the SEC. So the Big, the Big Ten has a total opportunity to show how deep, how awesome they are. Now, Maryland-Auburn is probably... Honestly, the most even game between the two. Auburn at times this year uh, looked good uh, under Hugh Freeze. At times, they just looked downright atrocious. Uh, I would say probably the same thing with Maryland. They've had their highs. They've had their lows. Now, beating Rutgers, uh, winning two of the last three, I feel like that's that's a confidence booster. Again, last time Auburn was on the on the field was, uh, was a crazy touchdown pass thrown by um, Alabama to beat them at home. I think Maryland has a slight edge in this. Now, Loxley is is 2-0 since returning. Uh, he's 2-0 overall. I guess I didn't know that. I thought he went to a bowl game prior. Um, I think that the Terrapins are going to continue this this, this streak. Again, uh, they beat Virginia Tech 54-10. Last year was 16-12 over NC State. That was a ranked NC State team at the time. I think Maryland takes care of business here against Auburn. Um I would say like 21-17, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, Auburn's not super high scoring, uh, and I don't feel like Maryland, outside of the uh, Rutgers game, really has put up a ton of points. I think it's going to be low scoring. I think it's going to be you know all about the ground game, and uh, I just think that Maryland gets them in the end. Okay, last three games. Oh, sorry. And uh, grades for Penn State, I would say, again, average C. Maryland this year, again, average C. Um, most people should be getting a C in a class, right? If that's the, the average. Uh, but that's really where I saw these teams be this year. You might make an argument of Maryland getting a lower letter grade, but I'm going to go C because I feel like that's what it was on, on both coaching staffs. All right, next game, we do have uh, a New Year's Bowl. We've got the Relia Quest Bowl. Um, or Wisconsin, I said Ole Miss. Wisconsin taking on LSU. Now, again, uh, total dependent on on transfer sit-outs. I, what is Jaden Daniels doing? Because uh, he's kind of the anchor. So watch that. If he's like, hey, I'm not playing, I definitely, definitely think that Wisconsin's going to get him. Uh, LSU is a good team. Uh, Wisconsin just scares me just because they've been in so many close games. Um, I don't know if it really renders well in the fact that LSU can, you know, they put up points and we're talking, you know, 50 plus, uh, I feel like LSU is going to get them in, in, in this scenario, uh, chip or Brian Kelly, I said chip, but Brian Kelly, uh, great coach. He put up a ton of points against Purdue. Unfortunately, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. I think Wisconsin will, will hang around, uh, I think it's going to be within 10. I think it's going to be like a, 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 a 49-42. I do think Wisconsin will get going, especially with the extra time, uh, the extra preparation. Wisconsin did uh, beat Oklahoma State, another high-powered offense, last year um, in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Luke Fickle's on the sideline. We remember those scenes. Uh, this year for Wisconsin, I, I would say that it was – for my expectations, I'd say a D, uh, but really this is what they've become over the last few years. Since, since 2019, they haven't had a super amazing year. Uh, 2020, four and three. 
2021, nine and four. Last year, seven and six. This year, seven and five, with an opportunity to go eight and five. But this is about average. Again, C for Wisconsin. This is what we thought. I thought my expectation was more. I thought they were going to go on to the Big Ten Championship. We're talking about them in a bigger bowl than the ReliaQuest Bowl. Unfortunately, it just didn't happen. Love them, and I think that they've, they've made a lot of progress, a lot of inroads this year, but I just don't see them being better than that. Two games left. We got Iowa taking on Tennessee. Uh, uh, another game that I'm really uh, – I, I just don't see – Iowa matching up very well with Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee is a good team. Uh, again, a lot of points. This is another uh, Just Hupel super high-powered offense. Now, he is 1-1 in bowls, uh, and with Kirk Ferentz, I mean, he's Mr. Reliable. Um, he is 10-9 overall. Last year, they did beat Kentucky 21-0. Uh, they lost to Kentucky the year the year previous. So they're familiar with, uh, you know, SEC opponents. Back in 2018, they beat uh, Mississippi State 27-22. to uh, This might be the best defense. I mean, I guess Georgia's fairly decent. Um and Alabama, you know, has a good defense. Tennessee's used to this. I think they're going to game plan that. I think Tennessee does get Iowa, unfortunately. The biggest thing for Iowa is please score some points. Um, that would be ideal. Uh, I think it's going to be 28-17. Unfortunately, I just don't think the Hawkeyes can match the pace of uh, the Volunteers. But I could be totally wrong, especially with, uh, you know, obviously outgoing coaching staff on the offensive side. What does that look like? Are they going to be bringing in people? Are they going to be, you know, what I, I don't know what it's going to look like uh, in that game. I think the Volunteers unfortunately get our Hawkeyes. Uh, Hawkeyes with a big off season. I think I think there's going to be kind of a spotlight on them. Um, are they going to be able to stay up with the times and be able to score points? I'm fine having a stout defense, but are you going to be able to score points for Iowa this year? I feel like another C uh, again. I think this is what we expected out of them on on both sides. And then finally, we got Michigan taking on Bama. I don't want to take too much of your time because it is this is the longest podcast that we've done this year. Uh, really, I think Michigan. Uh, I'll give my my brief thoughts on this. I think Michigan's going to win it all. I think they're going to beat Bama. I think Bama was this was that their national championship was to beat Georgia. People doubted them. They put everything on the line for that. They played out of their gourds in that game. You watch that. I've watched a lot of Bama. That was the best game by far. Maybe they're peaking at the right time. You could say that. But this, this, it kind of feels like this is the, the destiny for Michigan at this point. Uh, it's kind of written that way. They've, they've attacked them. They've been resilient. If you take away Saban, do you think that Alabama goes six and zero in those games? Absolutely not. You take anybody else. This, this Michigan team is different. I'm telling you, it's just, it's just different, and I'm very, I'm very excited to watch this game. I think that Michigan gets them. Uh, I think they, they, it's going to be close. I'd say 34-31. I think that it's going to be come down to JJ McCarthy leading it down the field. Uh, everyone, you know, for whatever reason, don't, doesn't think he can do it in the NFL. I absolutely think he can, uh, and I think that they they win this game. And then, obviously, Texas. Uh, and what Washington we do if if they do win we'll do a preview to the national championship uh, but I think that they're going to get them uh, I really do I, I like Michigan in this game uh, Vegas early line is Michigan favored by one and a half I, I would say that's probably pretty accurate uh, I think that these are I don't think the coaching edge is goes in one way or another I think Michigan has been here they've they've obviously suffered the losses right they know what it's like and I think that this team. Is just like I said, they're just different um, overall. But I think this is an A season for Michigan. I, yeah, this is what we expected, but 
going 6-0 and and all of the crap that happened this year. They went above and beyond. Congratulations to Wolverines getting in the playoff. This has been another edition of Get the of uh, the Big Ten Football Focus podcast. Uh, don't forget, uh, sorry, to, to uh, subscribe. We got our numbers back. High numbers. We're really proud of, of everything and, and all of the love and the support that you guys have given us over this year. Uh, a lot to be grateful for, uh, really, and, and, and truly thank you guys for that. Uh, I hope that we get to do one more podcast. I really do that we get to do that Michigan National Championship preview. Uh, it's been a while. I want to see it. Uh, obviously, growing up in a Michigan household, it would be crazy. Uh, I hope I'm able to be with my father on that day uh, if he decides to come over to our house. And, and uh, we're a few hours away from him, so we'll see. But it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope Michigan fans out there everywhere uh, around the world uh, really enjoy it because I think this is this is the time for them to win a national championship. Thank you guys so much for, for listening. And... Uh, Hopefully that we get to do one more before we do the wrap of the season. Have a great one. <laughs>